With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. With me, Jeremy Nichols. I have Jack Balsley on here today. And Nelson, how do you pronounce your last name, man? It's Newt. Nelson silent K. Gotcha. 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 K is silent. Yeah. Gotcha. Listen, guys, we've, um, you know, obviously the last time we did our show, this was, it was really fun. Really, really fun. We got to go down a nice trip down memory lane, you know, talking about some past Nuggets teams that we all appreciate. Um, Obviously we had different favorite teams. Um, We talked about certain players that, we would suggest having on the Nuggets. And I know it was kind of interesting to see, you know, somebody on Twitter disagree mm. with uh, some of the players. But listen, I mean, we all know how this goes. That is that will always happen. Nobody is is never going to be a situation when everybody agrees with your takes and stuff. And, and obviously, when you're doing podcasts or just giving opinions on anything, you kind of have to be used to that, right? So yeah, um, I think we should welcome that too. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if I'm, other people have differing opinions, that's great. We want to hear them. So yeah, this is just our our take on something, right? Absolutely, so. absolutely. I mean, it's it's always good just to have just that interaction um, in general. So you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you know you you have different thoughts about certain things please share it with us. You know, we would bring it to, yeah, we would love to hear from, from you guys about everything. Obviously, you know, this is a nuggets podcast and um, the nuggets right now are currently sitting at first in the West, no longer tied with the Memphis Grizzlies because they did win last night, beating the Clippers without Nikola Jokic. Obviously it's to be noted that the Clippers did not have Paul George, but if we, see from eight or nine days ago when the Nuggets played the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and yeah it, it, it's <laughs> he didn't make a difference in that game and I believe the Nuggets are I want to say 13 and one or some crazy record like that against the Clippers since the bubble like it's wow just been, since that 3-1 comeback the Nuggets have pretty much spanked the Clippers, you know, and, and so I, that is a team I do not mind playing in the playoffs again, just be honest. That's right. <laughs> but uh, listen, guys, we're, we're, we're back here today. Uh, Nelson, I'm going to start with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And it's um, interesting that you brought that up about the Clippers again. And Paul George, um, one of my buddies who's a Warriors fan, um, noted that to me last night. I said, I said the Joker's out, and he goes, well, Paul George is out. And I said, come on, man. Like, don't compare those two players. <laughs> Not at all. No, but, I mean, you do look at Paul George, and I did kind of pull up his stats. 23 points, six rebounds, five assists. Right. I mean, he is an all-world player, obviously, but he's not the two-time remaining MVP, no. and he's he's not in the running like our friend is this year as well. So, I thought it was an amazing victory for them, Um, kind of a gutsy victory, showed really like the depth of the team. Um, But then you have 
just so many talented weapons um, with Porter, as we talked about uh, before the show, Gordon, Murray, Brown. I mean, just going down the line. And I thought our big backups with uh, DeAndre Jordan, again, surprised me with another I strong game. With that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and our friend who seems to be a little bit inconsistent, but is playing better and better in Zeke Naji. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, man, I can't remember a time where I've been this excited about a Nuggets team. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. For sure. Jack, talk to us. How, one, how are you doing? And then yeah. two, what were your thoughts on that Nuggets win last night? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, especially after the win last night. But <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how that, that correlates with like yes. your actual mood, right? <laughs> as much as I don't want it to correlate with my mood, it does. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, they did great. I loved to see, especially without Jokic. I kind of, I mean, you never want to see injury, but it was. In, I was happy to see that they got the opportunity to show how they would look without him and they were impressive like you guys said with paul george not being in that that makes a difference but you know at the same time somehow the clippers managed to find an all-injury team and when they're healthy they're they're good at least when they play the nuggets but you know i'm excited to see this stretch because yeah they're playing orlando tomorrow i think tomorrow yeah and then they got so their slate's a little bit easier that yeah i mean miss him but (laughs) um but yeah, it's I'm cur- very curious to see how they perform in these next couple games now that they have kind of gotten that really tough stretch done. But last night's game was impressive. Zeke Naji, you know, I felt bad that he was on both ends of the posters. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, the coincidence of that, I, I felt so bad. But you know, I think they're they're really showing their grid and who they're who they're meant to be this season. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, just watching the game, you know, just like you said. You, you do feel better after those types of wins, um, yeah. especially when, you know, dude, and I even mentioned it on like my sports betting podcast. I had picked the Nuggets to win, even though the Nuggets, the Nuggets were underdogs. Oh, like, wow, they were, yeah. like they were like when I say underdogs, I'm talking about like it was like plus like 150 or something like that for the Nuggets to win. It was like I thought it was straight up disrespectful. So I picked <laughs> it. I, I, I put money on the Nuggets to win. Yeah, I mean, nice. Thank you, books. Appreciate that. Hello. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I, I mean, obviously it was a big win. You know, Nelson, you brought up, um, you know, DeAndre Jordan. And, and I was sitting there like actually impressed. Yeah. I know, you know, obviously yeah. you're, you're looking at um, when DeAndre Jordan was brought in initially and most Nuggets fans. I mean, with good reason, mm-hmm. um, we're a bit disappointed, you know, myself included. It was like, I don't really get this, but. I'll be honest, him just being as a good teammate, because everybody talks about how good of a teammate and a locker room guy he is. And you could just tell that he just wants to have fun and win games. You could yeah. see it, you know, and, and he may not be the most skilled player and maybe the best option for the Nuggets to have. But I do believe if you have somebody who can, one, defend the rim, which he obviously has that ability, that's, yeah. that's been his calling card for some years, um, and he can still dunk that ball. You throw that you throw that ball up, man, and, and DeAndre Jordan will go get it. And it's kind of cool that the Nuggets have multiple guys like that. Obviously, with Aaron Gordon, that that man can he can walk in the sky. Yeah. You know, and, and they have a lot of players that are just so interesting with the way that they play with this team. You know, I, I tweeted last night that 
you know, Bruce Brown. You know, I think Bruce Brown is probably going to be the most important piece on this Nuggets team when the playoffs start. Him and KCP, because there's just some, there's just things that these two guys bring specifically. Um, and we saw it last night. We saw like with the steals and the hitting the threes and and how many blocks have has Brown has like coming out of nowhere? Yeah, I mean just affecting yeah. shots. Uh, he shuts down guys, right? He I does. Mean, yeah, he's he's really amazing. I mean, let's give praise really to Calvin Booth, Agreed. right? Yeah, Be- you know, even in the draft, I was kind of suspicious about about Christian Braun. Uh, I really wanted the score in Jobic, the Nikola. I wanted this. That's the guy I wanted, right? <laughs> and when they got Christian Brown, what? You know, and even yeah. Peyton Watson, like, what? You know, and then also the big guy that they got, um, yeah. he's, he's doing he's, really yeah. well right now overseas. I don't know if you followed him. Mm-hmm. So Kelvin Booth comes in and, and gets those three guys. He gets brown in the in and then he does the trade and gets kcp and ish and everything he's done and then deandre jordan everything he's done really to date has been amazing agreed and um he's pulled the trigger on everything and i think that goes back a little bit to michael malone because malone said hey look i need some wings i need some defensive wings and i need some defensive help and he got those players, and they've meshed in and perfect. And we got to figure out a way to sound to sign Brown to an extension now. Like I don't want to see another Andre Iguodala situation, right? Yeah. Like let's lock this guy up and pay him his money because he is such a glue guy He's worth and it. such He's a great guy yep. to mm-hmm. have. He can play multiple positions. I think somebody said Swiss Army knife last night. Mm-hmm. He, that player. And um, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just what no, a great what a great job that Colin Booth has done or Calvin Booth has done. Um, and you know, I, again, everything he's done has been great. And I'm buying in right now. My biggest question mark for championship was backup center. And if you're in that position in the first place, you're probably winning. Yeah. But the fact that these guys are meshing, that Najee's having his spurts, and then that DeAndre's coming in and being effective. I'm just very hopeful at this at this point that this could be a, our first championship here in Denver. And I, I want to say so that too. out loud. I want people to hear us. This could be the year. All the jinx, all the injuries, we're going to get it this year. So, yeah, there you go. I tell people all the time, man, if if – if the Nuggets stay healthy, if the Nuggets stay healthy, I think this is the team. And and I remember I tweeted it. I tweeted it before the season. I tweeted it obviously when they started to win games. And you, I, and if you go look at that tweet, you'll see the comments on. You still have fans from other teams like, oh, of course, stop. You know, like you still have people who doubt it. But I'll tell you this: last night, you start going through, and like I started to see tweets. Now it's like, wait, I'm a I'm a Warriors fan, but. Dude, this Nuggets team is kind of scary. Like you're yeah. starting, you're starting to see it. And of course, listen, I don't blame people for, especially people who are not Nuggets fans. I don't blame them for not believing, right? Sure. Because it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you don't want to be known as that team that just constantly makes the playoffs. Like think about the Nuggets from 2003 all the way to 2009, right? Every Carmelo Anthony year, it's like a playoff, and then first round exit, playoff, That's first right. round exit, right? So we saw that. 
I mean, to lose to the Jazz in the first round, the mm-hmm. Clippers in the first round, the Minnesota Spurs in the first round. Like, come on. You know, it's just over and over and over. And so us as fans, we know what that looks like. But, Nelson, you said it correctly. I do believe this is a different team. This is this is not, you know, because in the years past, you would see a team that you play against a bad team and you're like, oh, shoot, this bad team has a chance tonight. The right. Nuggets are smacking those teams now. You yeah. Know? So I think the – I think – I think the guys have actually bought in um, to everything that's happening now. Now, Jack, I, I saw something. I saw something the other day, right? And this actually made mm. me laugh. So, Nelson, I'm so glad you kind of alley oop this for me. Um, <laughs> I saw this guy, and he's a he's a Timberwolves fan, right? Yep. So, because I was looking for like Nuggets content or whatever, but I think it was just kind of tagged because of the Tim Connolly connection. The title of the video, <laughs> the title of the video was how Tim Connolly ruined our franchise. That is literally <laughs> what the title said. Like it was like, it was just some yeah. like yeah. wild stuff. And um, so this, this Timberwolves fan is talking about, he's like, man, you know, Tim Connolly came over here and, and, you know, we expected him to change our franchise for the better and all this yeah. stuff. But all of a sudden sure. we're like losing games and all this stuff. And it was interesting because you mentioned Calvin Booth, the way that the nuggets are currently constructed is totally the, is the opposite of what Tim Connolly is known for. Tim Connolly wants like smaller guards who just like yeah. shoots threes. But Calvin Booth, his mentality, and obviously with Michael Malone, I'm sure I'm sure he had something to do with that. Was finding like bigger, lengthier wings who can play defense and hit the three. And I think it's a it's such a different mentality. So Jack, what are your thoughts on just the, the that what that Timberwolves fan said? And 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 do you believe that the Tim Connolly not being here is the reason that this is happening uh i mean i think i wouldn't put a too much on him not that he didn't play a big role but i think that his like what he did has really i mean excuse me he drafted Jokic, you know so i believe right i'm i'm yeah he did okay i'm I'm making sure i get his tenure correctly um but yeah so i mean he has really had like his high points i think the biggest concern like you said was those small guards and i you know as much as you liked the gary harris's you could only have so many and i think what one thing i always thought was very weird was that he would draft a very good bench especially that 2019 2020 area ish with like malik beasley tory craig all of them and you know they were doing really well and then he just one season he just traded them all away yeah or got rid of him in some way. Yeah, and I, Vanderbilt and all those yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I just thought it was a very sh- – his tactics were a very sh- – like, didn't seem to have that much rhyme or reason towards the end of his tenure. Um, but especially with Minnesota, I think – which was very weird with the Nuggets, too. Like, he never made a big trade, and one of the first things he does is trade a bunch of picks and to go get Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So I thought that was I, when I saw that I was like, Bizarre. was that really Tim Connolly? Because <laughs> I remember right. as a Nuggets fan, especially just like trade for someone, and I know he eventually got Aaron Gordon. <laughs> the the right, whole right. would like, come on now, do something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so with that, I was just very surprised to see he just went swinging to start off his tenure with the Timberwolves. And right. to that fan, I would say it does take time. I, I mean, I you can't really with the new coach, with the new GM, unless you're Nathaniel Hackett as a Broncos fan. Oh, just I think you got to give them time. I think just to, to immediately write someone off in year one is, is very rash. So I think 
he, I mean, he, and to what he got the Nuggets to before he left too, that was a building process. There was no, there was no overnight trades like a Rudy Gobert thing, especially. So the Nuggets really were a development team. And so I know that's not popular nowadays with NBA fans. They want to get five all-stars right on their team with a bunch of trades and not have a future for 10 years. But as long as they have them for two years, that's amazing. So I, I think I would just say he does take time, but with this current roster, I do think that what Calvin Booth has done has really elevated it that, to what it hasn't been. Gotcha. Nelson, yeah, I just want to I just want to take a moment to say that I think Tim Conley was re- is kind of the architect of this team. Yeah. Um, on I some agree. levels, without without getting. And he's always going to be known for the jokic draft, yeah, right? Because he got him when no one else <laughs> thought about picking him during a Taco Bell ad. Correct, <laughs> that's right. But you know, he also traded away Donovan uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell. Yep. We drafted Donovan Mitchell, and he mm-hmm. traded that pick. Um, he made the the trade back in the draft to get um, Tyler Layton. Instead of getting um, the Indiana forward Anobi, who went to Toronto, we missed him by one pick. We talked about that last week. Um, so there was a mix. There, there was a mixed bag for me with him. Um, I think Moutier was also one of his picks, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Seventh overall, I yep. was never. Uh, a, well, that's not true. I wouldn't say I was never. I would say in the later stages of Gary Harris's career, I was not a big fan. Although mm-hmm. I thought he was a good defensive player, his shot selection and his shot in general was really bad. Um, he at one point he was an ascending player, and then it it kind of went south, and it continues mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I wouldn't say that was a horrible pick. He got Nurkic, obviously, and then we traded him for Plumley. Plumley was a a decent backup center. Um, so he he did do some things. I think he's really good at the draft, uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Go Bear move is a head scratcher, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's a you know Jack's trying to be nice um, and say <laughs> it takes time. I I think that's there. You either have team chemistry or you don't. Yeah. And to put town and Gobert together. It just doesn't make any sense on <laughs> from what I can see. But they do have some good young players. And Jack also talked about Edwards last week. I think that's I think he's a great young um player as so, yeah. yeah. My take is there's a mixed bag with Tim Conley. Mostly sure. good. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, you know, as we're talking about obviously Tim Conley and, and Calvin Booth, right? Um Nelson, you mentioned that, you know, Tim Conley and and rightfully so. Yes, he is the architect of what we see. Obviously, he has some misses, but he does have some big some big wins, obviously, in the draft. Right now, the way that that the way that I see it now and, and when we're talking about it, Calvin Booth and I guess we won't we won't know until the Nuggets win. But as of right now, based on the potential, based on the way that we see the team, this could also be a very similar situation to what happened in Golden State, right? If you think about it, um, Mark Jackson. A lot of people view Mark Jackson as the architect of the Golden State Warriors. He mm-hmm. he got all those guys together. And of course, they had their GM and all these different people. Um, I believe uh, Joe Lacob and a couple other guys over there. But in terms of 
putting the pieces together, establishing certain guys, you know, with the Draymonds and the Clays and obviously the Steph. So Mark Jackson was there. And, and obviously in the 2013 playoffs when the Nuggets lost to the Warriors, which and the Nuggets were the third seed, the Warriors were the sixth seed. And then I do remember in that series, um, they made like they before the game started, they sent out like this injury report saying like David Lee wasn't going to play. Oh, that's and, right. And then they did play him. And it was that like, was the year the Gallinari is... got injured. Correct. Yeah, he injured his ACL against the Dallas Mavericks. I want to say maybe three or four weeks before the playoffs right. started. It was it was tough. That um, ended it for us. Really. It, it it did. It sure did because I do believe that I, I think we beat the Warriors if he was healthy. But whatever. Hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But the way I see it, can can Calvin Booth be essentially? what Steve Kerr became, right? And the reason I say that is because it's it's just, a, it's a new face, maybe the same philosophy, but sometimes you just need a different face. You need somebody else who maybe their, um, their method- Different perspective. Different yeah. perspective, right? You know, I think the way that I see the Nuggets right now, I think what Calvin Booth has been bringing so far is very similar because a lot of the pieces, obviously, with with the Jokic pickup, I mean the the draft, and obviously that that's on Tim Connolly, right? So right. He, he does have some big wins. Um, can can Calvin Booth have that that same effect that Steve Kerr had, where he may not have built everything, but of course he comes in and you know tinkers certain things, and then that is the key, like those minor moves, obviously with the KCPs and um, the. Even DeAndre Jordan, I'm still I'm gonna give him some credit now just because the way he's been playing lately. That's right. And Bruce Brown, and even with Christian Brown, um, can Calvin Booth be that reason that the Nuggets win a championship based on his current philosophy? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think so. I really do, and I think there's just little tweaks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I think what you look at from the two players that are playing is the also the three-point shot that they're giving us. I mean, KCP is first or second, yeah. and three-point yeah, mm-hmm. three percentage. Um, Brown is at a high clip. Um, you replace uh, Will Barton, who was certainly inconsistent and not a good defender. Monte Morris is one of my favorite Nuggets of all time. Um, I always loved Monte Morris, but they just needed a change. And in that change, which is directed by Calvin Booth, and again, from what I heard from Mike Malone saying, look, and that's why they went and got Christian Brown. Yeah. was like, look, we need defensive-minded wings that I can rotate in to the three and two spots that 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 I can just kind of go back and forth with and bring in somebody that's a defensive minded player. And when they bring in uh, Brown and KCP together, then you're talking about two elite defenders on the outside. Mm-hmm. It just is such a difference maker, it is. right? And that's what was so surprising about the beginning of the year too, in the sense of how bad we were on defense. I yeah. think we're seeing now that change around. Right, we're we're seeing our we're creeping up in the defensive matrix. Even MPJ, even MPJ, MPJ. I was very impressed. With even MPJ, his defensive intensity. He's blocking shots. He's yeah, like, he's like you can see he's actually trying, moving right? his feet. Correct, getting yeah. in front of the defender instead of letting the defender blow by. I mean, <laughs> one of the things that drives me nuts is Bones Bones Highland. I mean. <laughs> 
defensively, he's like, um, he leaves the defense to the state department. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy is, um, he does not, it's like Olay, you know, like the three amigos. Um, right. He's, he, I mean, he's got to get better on that end, mm -hmm. especially like last night when, you know, he's not making a shot. Um, and I'm sure Malone feels the same way defensively. Uh, pick it up a notch. Let's see some improvement as the year goes goes through. But anyways, yeah, um, I, I just think in general terms, Calvin Booth has just been, and we didn't know this yeah. until, until now. I mean, we didn't know the full picture. But when you look at it from a big picture standpoint, he's nailed it on every single one. So far, so good. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. What, are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on Calvin Booth? You know, I mean, I really like what he's doing. And and like you said, it's, it's going to take some time because he's brand new to it. But the roster was all built like Tim Connolly. So by Tim Connolly. So, you know, I think you got to give credit where credit is due with Tim Connolly right now on how the roster is. But with what Calvin Booth has done in that off season has show. I mean, it's a great sign for the future. If anything, if, if he's pulling necessary moves and smart moves that quickly, I mean, sky's the limit for the nuggets, but we'll really get to see how he just develops as, as a, as a leader in, in the front office. So I, I'm curious how, if it's going to kind of be like a one hit wonder kind of a thing, like he starts to do good, really, quickly and then it fizzles but i got all the faith in him right now i think he is building a contender if or and currently has one as well so i think all he was things. also jeremy sorry i think he was also very highly sought thought of throughout the nba circles correct yeah. I, I think you hear a lot of good you hear players were talking about him very highly as well yeah a lot so of players, i mean yeah it's not like it's coming out of nowhere that yeah. this is all happening and i think people thought highly of him um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jack. Um, no, no. So, so yeah, no. I just think we've got a we've got a win win. I think Tim Conley deserves a lot of credit, and I think Agreed. I think uh, Calvin Booth has has taken the torch, as we say, and just done a great job. Agreed. Agreed. Well, obviously, um, we were talking about the Nuggets playing last night, and you know that game being on ESPN. Right? Mm -hmm. There are certain people that are on ESPN certain former players um and sometimes they bring up certain things that are interesting to say the least now nelson um you brought this to my attention because i may have been out of the room or something when this contender list came up because you know jack you were also talking about the contenders as well mm -hmm. um nelson i'm gonna have you take this um because this list that we see on the screen right now, <laughs> by way of Mr. Richard Jefferson, you brought this to my attention. And um, obviously, what what were your thoughts when you saw this? Because you took a picture of it. So <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's something that was on your mind. Oh, what, it got what, me. It was, what were was, your thoughts was, when you first saw this, this top five I was infuriated. List? I was infuriated, to be honest with you. I was upset. Um, this is mind, and I like Richard Jefferson, and former Nugget, but... I don't know if you remember this, but in the first game against the Warriors at, um, I think it was really early in the season at Oakland or at San Francisco, um, Richard Jefferson said, oh my God, this, you know, and they're, they're winning, they're beating the Nuggets by, let's say 12 points right. in the game. And Richard Jefferson's going off about, oh, this team's the team. There's no doubt they're going to repeat. 
Okay. Then A, the Nuggets came back and won that game. And B, the Warriors have been a 500 team since then. Mm -hmm. So let's put a little perspective on Mr. Jefferson's um, thought process. Again, I respect the guy. I like the guy. But to say that Milwaukee and especially Philadelphia is better than our Denver Nuggets is ridiculous. Right. So my top five, just to kind of um, just chime in to Mr. Jefferson's thought process is, is uh, I'm going home team. Number one, right. I'm going Denver. Number one, I'm going Boston. Number two, we talked about Boston last week, right? I'm going bucks. Number mm-hmm. three, I'm going Grizz. Number four. Ooh, okay. Number four. And I'm going nets. Number five. So that's like my that. top five. I like that. Um, and if KD's healthy, obviously they're not number five right now, but KD's healthy. Yeah. That team's proven that they are very capable of going to the conference finals. Right. Um, but again, and again, this is all lighthearted, right? Richard Jefferson's a, yeah, a great, great guy. But in the same sense, I just was like, no way, you know, <laughs> kind of one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it did, did come to my attention and, and that's my top five. Yeah, the yeah. um the the Nuggets like just seeing the list, right? Of course, you know, we're all Nuggets fans here. Um the second you like you sent me this list, the first thing that that popped up in my mind was seeing the Sixers. Yeah. Like seriously. And mm-hmm. and and not only seeing the Sixers, but seeing the Sixers above the Nuggets. Like that right. that you said it correctly. That was that part is ridiculous. Um my top 5 is basically like yours, but I have the Nets and the Grizzlies flipped. So okay. I have I have Denver first right now. I mean, of course, it's we have we have more of like a bias feel. Of to course, that. I'll okay. be honest. I can I can flip I can flip Boston and Denver sure. right now one For and sure. two. I just think they're both really good, and I think there's a reason they're both leading their conferences. Um, but of course, as Nuggets fans, we want to see the Nuggets. So I would say yeah. Nuggets first, Boston two, but it's like a one A one B situation. Um, I have Milwaukee in three. Um, if you know, especially if Chris Middleton comes back healthy, um, I have Brooklyn at number four. You know, you mentioned it with with KD, Kyrie, um, and if Ben Simmons decides he wants to start shooting some more shots and whatever, you know, I think they can do really well. And then I do have the Grizzlies at five. So for me, I mean. Like maybe Sixers would probably be like number six, and then like a team like maybe like a sleeper team like the Cavaliers or one of those teams. Oh yeah, Donovan yep. Mitchell and one of those guys. But for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I would not. I I don't mind the Sixers. I mean, they're a good team. You know, I'm not trying of course. to disrespect yeah. them. I mean, Joel Embiid is an all world player. He's amazing. Um, but it's just like. Come they on. don't have you're, the scores that Denver. You're does. not. You're not yeah. putting Philly over Denver right now. It's just yeah. not. Especially no like way. look. Look at them the other night. Like a fully healthy team, and then you get smacked up. Yeah. By by OKC <laughs> like at home. It's yeah. like yeah. Like it. These are the things that I'm talking about. You know. It's it's you can't. And then you have a fully healthy team, mind you, fully healthy. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that's why for me the Sixers are out of it. Um, at least my top five currently. Um, Jack, what are your thoughts? One on Richard Jefferson's list, and then two, what is your top five title contenders right now? Yeah, I mean, with Richard Jefferson, I thought it was interesting, and he, I mean, to his credit, he did point it out like he didn't just do it blindly. But the fact that it was four East teams, and he he really emphasized the fact that that the 
East is really impressing him, and it could, he kind of could throw in any West team, right. uh, the top West teams, of course. So that's why, like, it's funny because I feel like he just kind of felt obligated to say the Nuggets, where he could have put the Grizzlies at the exact same position. Like he didn't, right. he was not passionate about putting a, a West team up in his top five. And I think if it was if it was up to him, he would have actually put just <laughs> five East teams on on the five. So, you know, I I take it with a grain of salt, especially I don't something about like the those ESPN guys that feels like sometimes they're not always saying exactly how they feel, but they're saying what will garner conversation. Absolutely. Shock value. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that's also, that's why I take it with a grain of salt. Cause I, cause part of me, at least to give him his own credit, like, I don't know if deep down he thinks that the Sixers are third, <laughs> especially just because, um, in not even this past game, just in the past, they have lost very strange games and, Injury. I know last night was a surprisingly they lost by that or two nights ago they lost by that much with a fully healthy team. But the fact that injuries are a big concern for that team. I All mean, right. they had Maxi was out for a little bit, and then of course Embiid and Harden are the types of players to either go off or or have to sit a couple games because of something they pulled something or something like that. So, right. you know, I I think that the Nuggets for my top five, I would definitely say the. Boston is still number one. It's it's one of those. Right. I I have to see it. I have to see them fall pretty drastically in a in a ten game stretch for me to really right. believe that they're not number one. But I think the Nuggets are creep or are, are rising quick with that. And obviously, since they beat them, they're going toe to toe. So it's not like I think no one can beat Boston anymore. I think they just still hold it. Whereas if you told if you asked me. 10 games ago or even 15 games ago, I would say Boston's a number one untouchable. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it would be Boston, Boston, number one, Denver, number two, I would throw in. I think if we're saying right now, I'm going to incorporate Katie's injury. So I would say it would be the bucks number three. And then I would have, actually, I take that back. I would honestly say it's the Grizzlies number three. And I think it's because you give them that health. I think, especially because the the limited games, Brooks, it's Brooks, uh, Jaron Jackson, and Jaw have played together just based right. on injury. Even with Desmond Bain too, or Desmond yeah, Bain. That's who I was yeah, thinking. Bain I was Bain instead of Brooks. That's what it was. It was, but yeah. So you put those three in together. I think they're beating the Bucks. I think the Nuggets beating the Bucks. So that's why I think I I got both of them top three, and then. I would put the put the Bucks at four, and then I would honestly say the Nets still. I mean, I think it was last night. It doesn't matter if, if Simmons is getting two points; he's still putting up almost a double double. So he's still effective for sure. Yeah. 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 So he's so they they're still a team that are taking that injury and still running with it. So I still I still put them in the five. Now you give me a fully healthy Nets team like they were literally like a week ago. I would put the Nets. With, and swap the Nets and the Grizzlies, but you know, I, I you got to incorporate injury into it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now that 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 makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you know, just seeing seeing the list, I just believe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but sure. Jack, I totally agree with what you said. Where a lot of times with these guys on these talking shows, like I remember last night when I, I tweeted about what Stephen A. Said yeah. because I do believe Stephen A. needs some more material, man. Yeah. When it comes to Jokic, he literally has two lines. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, Nikola Jokic is a tub of lard," or he can't <laughs> jump up on a curb. Yeah. Like, bro, can, you've been yeah, saying horrible. this. You've yeah. been saying this since 2016 ish. Yeah. 
like because you know Jokic drafted what 2014 yep. but but nobody was really talking about him up until like maybe two years two and a half years later yeah but it's like bro every sing- i'm telling you every single time and i want you to un- i want you guys to watch this too moving forward yeah if you see the nuggets play on espn again mm-hmm. watch when Stephen a smith is talking about the nuggets and i guarantee he's going to say the same line over and over it's always yeah. a oh but he can't jump up on a curb and he yeah. can't do this like bro can you just respect his game and stop trying to take jabs at his physical and all this type of stuff it's like Come on, you've been on yeah. TV for how long? Yeah. So, so you yeah. Do, like, come on. It's like you don't need to do that. Just say yeah. that he's playing well, or yeah. even if you don't think he's playing well, say that. But enough with the stop. Can't jump up on a curb or being a tough yeah. of hard stuff, man. Enough yeah. with that. It's just, yeah. it's just corny at this point, right? Yeah. I've um, I've heard him say some good things. Um, excuse me about um, Joker, but I don't. I just don't even pay attention to those guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Like. It's just such um, a theatrical yeah. performance um, about everything, and I just, I, I just don't find it entertaining. Um, but you know, they they do their thing, and you gotta respect it, respect them. I know Stephen A is is very popular, so yeah. Uh, but that's I just I just kind of tune <laughs> I kind of tune out because it's just to me is just a. Yeah. They're they're better actors than they are sports sportscasters. I mean, and, and Stephen A. Smith does do acting now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that fit right in his wheelhouse. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> now, now, Jack, um, I know you had you know obviously with we've been talking about even when we talked about the contenders list. Yeah. Uh, we talked about injuries, right? We mm-hmm. talked about just different teams. Um, I know you had a question about the Nuggets. Uh, talk to us. What what was that question? Yeah. So, so for you guys to answer, I was just curious what you think and how the Nuggets, the past couple of te- I would say since Boston, because Boston was relatively healthy. I can't remember. Did Robert Williams play? Yes. I believe he did. He okay. did. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. He was the well, one that broke the rim. Got, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, well, since then, I think minus the Clippers and the Celtics games in their past, I think that's like an eight game stretch. The teams they've played now, good teams beat teams are supposed to even with injury. So the fact that they're winning is still a good confidence booster. But how are you guys feeling about the injuries to other teams when they're playing the Nuggets? Because the, when they played the Cavs, Mitchell was out. The Suns had like, honestly like every starter, but a B team hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clippers didn't have George. Lakers didn't have LeBron. So just in general, and I know you can go uh, earlier in their schedule and find different different like ways but how how does that impact your view of their win so far go ahead nelson yeah i just don't i don't i don't really think much about it and i think it's a great question because i you do you do go through it um you do go through the process and think about that you do like we are getting lucky on some of this stuff but let's just be honest look at all the injuries we've had Mm. the last couple of years um for sure to see, you know, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal down. Um, so from that perspective, I just think it is what it is. Yeah. I do think, though, Jack, to your point that it does give them confidence when you beat a team, yeah. whether that team is a good team, bad team or an injured team. And I think that this is built into our narrative that we are a winning basketball team. And the and here's the other thing about that is that. 
and you might think about this too from like a college football perspective where um in college football you know that a team might play appalachian state and then montana state and then all of a sudden they're playing ohio state yeah yeah right so but what do those two first two games do they give you the opportunity to grow together to have cohesion to get your game plan down to be effective against maybe a lesser talent so does that build your confidence the answer is yes so Mm -hmm. can this build the nuggets confidence to continue to win the games like this yes and the important thing for nugget fans is that we're winning the games we should win correct because it could go the other way yeah right it could go that we've seen it where other teams who've been depleted have uh, risen up and actually won against the nuggets and you're shaking your head the next game going come on you know how did we lose that game yeah yeah so i'm just glad that they're do they're they're doing what they they're supposed to do they're supposed to win those games Mm -hmm. and they're doing it and they're blowing teams out of course and that's another signal of a good team they're not just taking them lightly they're blowing them out yeah i um i think i think the answer to this is yes but with reason right because i do believe that the Nuggets deserve this. Think yeah. about it. You know, because, you know, just talking about the Nuggets the last couple of years, how many how many times have we had to deal with, oh, the Nuggets suck because you can't get past this first round or you yeah. can't get past this team? Nobody ever says, man, the Nuggets were really injured, man. All right. Well, yeah. we'll just wait. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because we saw – look at look at the Suns, right? Let's take the Sun series, the Sun sweep. Obviously, the Nuggets beat the Portland Trailblazers in the first round, um, played the Phoenix Suns in the second round, and they got swept, right? But ever since then, all you were hearing from Suns fans is like, oh, we don't want to hear nothing about the injuries. That's That means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys just lost because you suck and da-da-da-da-da. You were hearing that, and people were still saying that Oh yeah, as of recently. Like, I, I put some guy on blast yesterday on, on Twitter, and I called him out for one of his – for such a hypocritical take yeah. because he was like trying to say that the nuggets are are taking advantage of other teams who are out with injury nobody did that more than that phoenix suns in their run to the finals yeah. every single team they played was without one or two of their their stars right so it's like teams go through that you play who's in front of you that's and right yes of course your chances go up if you have um you know, if you have your stars, I get that. But injuries happens. But obviously, when, when it comes to the Nuggets' confidence, listen, you take confidence whenever you get a chance to, yeah. right? Like, this is the opportunity for the Nuggets to rightfully so feel confident, even though a lot of these teams they're beating, you know, are without their their best guys. But listen, even in that stretch, it's it's they're still beating good teams. Yeah. You know, they 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 beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Celtics, and the Celtics had, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You know, they beat, you know, obviously even Miami. Like, a lot of these different teams they're playing, they're playing their stars still. You know, so it's not to say that the Nuggets have only beaten teams um, without their best guys. So I think it's it's just one of those things where it comes with the territory, right? You know, you you play who's in front of you, and and that's just what it is, you know? For sure. I 
I like what we're seeing from the Nuggets, you know, just like you guys were just talking about. Um, this is a different team. Yeah. This is a different team. Like this Nuggets team just they look different. They feel different. You can see um you can see that you could see the confidence in them just just the way they're walking off the walking on off the court going on to the bench like you can see a different team now and honestly give me as much confidence as possible yeah. and i'll be yeah. honest if if the nuggets go into the playoffs and they play a bunch of injured teams bro <laughs> if, that, if that means the nuggets get a championship out of that so be yeah it. because a lot of teams who have won championships as of late a lot of them have gone through teams without <clears throat> their best players. That is yeah. just how it's been. How about the Warriors last year? Correct. With, with yeah. Ja, ja, ja Morant being out. That's what I'm saying, right? So base. that's just how it is. So, so yeah. we, we kind of have to just take it for what it is. Um, injuries happen. It's sports. That's just what it is. But if the Nuggets somehow win a championship and, and they do it by beating every single team without their best stars – yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I, I want either. to see the Nuggets win a championship. Agreed. I totally agree. That's just what. <laughs> yeah. No. Of course. No. I, I agree. Fun, man. I, I. I. Yeah. I. To. To my point. I just think it is. A, it is a question that has to be asked. But Correct, you guys yeah. nailed it. I think. You know, injuries happen. You can't. You can't bog a team just for having playing against injury because of the fact that every, I mean, every year someone's hurt and you just, you can't control that. But right. my biggest gripe is how we have to play Minnesota on Wednesday after another back-to-back. -back. So we oh, really don't get to play Minnesota. Are we, are, we talk, are we talking that up as a loss or what? No, no. I, I mean, they're playing them both at home. So they don't have to do that less than 24 hour travel and gotcha, play like they gotcha. did. But it's the only times they play Memphis this year, they're playing them back-to-back -back games. So yeah. for some reason they don't, they want the Nuggets to lose on those just on rest, but I think they can take the dub. I agree. I agree. Now, now listen, guys. I know there were a couple more topics um, that we were gonna we're gonna get to today. Obviously, I know. Obviously, I'm I'm looking at the time and everything, and it's so it's so cool how this works, right? With these podcasts, like when you have chemistry and you can vibe with people and talk about sports. And you realize how fast time goes and you're not even getting all the topics. Like we have like three more topics here that we haven't even gotten a chance yeah. to touch on. But what we will do is we'll hold those off until our next show. So I'll keep them listed right here. Um, but once again, guys, this this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. And, and I'm really looking forward to just doing more episodes of these. I know um, we'll make sure that, that everybody gets a chance to see these. We'll clip up some stuff for the people to to debate and just yeah. let them have fun with it. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll find even like those spots. We're going to do the ESPN thing and find the spots that we think people are going to disagree with the most because that's yeah. what espn does Shoot, well put it out there you know but now nah, it, it's, it's gonna be fun y'all and and you know this this right here talking about the nuggets and seeing the potential that this team has you know you guys said it you know correctly this is the team that i'm probably most excited for now because you can see it mm -hmm. and it's not just us that can see it you're seeing fans from other teams are starting to concede like this nuggets team might be real you know, because, you know, you're getting a lot of nuggets on TNT and ESPN coverage and they're not getting embarrassed like they used to because <laughs> years past, you see the nuggets on TV. It's like they're getting smacked up and then everybody's like, yep, we knew they weren't serious. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, sure. so before we head out of here, um, you guys got anything, any last words to say, Nelson, I'm starting with you. Talk to me. Yeah, no, um, it's a great show again with you two. Um, you guys bring great perspective to it. Um, and I think we're all of like mind that this is, uh, this is special and we should yeah. take, um, take note of it. Uh, we do have an MVP in, uh, with our franchise and, mm-hmm. Um, we just won a, a big game on the road without him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just gives us even more confidence um, as we continue on. But I fully expect this team to be a contender all the way to the finish. And I think that this is our year. Um, and if you don't say it, it's not going to happen. So I'm saying it, like I said. I'm saying it too. Uh, this is, <laughs> this is our year. And yes, he will also end up being one of the greatest players of all time with a championship in hand of course um and so yeah that's my final thought and um i hope everyone out there has a wonderful weekend thank you yeah jack talk to us end us off today yeah yeah well we got a five game home stretch so i'd love to see some just winning and i think they can do it they're a phenomenal team at home and they nelson nailed it they're all special this is going to be a great year to just watch and talk basketball but to our MVP host Jeremy Nichols as well. I, <laughs> I, I right. think I think we're gonna have I, I think we're gonna have a great season with this podcast and with the team. So I hope uh, I hope everything is good for everybody else. Listen, man. Like I said, this this has been fun, and um, we will catch you guys on the next episode of Denver Hoops and Dreams. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all weekend.